Hi there, folks. My name is Emily. My name is Elle. And we are back. Woo! Yay! I would love to tell you where we were, but uh, because the Geneva Convention and a few international banking laws and also something specific that happened in Macau, we really can't talk about it. Um, But rest assured, everything is fine. And we are very happy to be back with all you lovely listeners out there. Mm -hmm. Also, something to do with 007, but that's all we can say. Yeah, that's about the extent of it. Um, And if you have any questions, you can send it via squirrel carrier to our underground bunker, and we will respond using our secret blueberry code. So uh, back to back to it, right? Back to reviewing books, movies, musicals, finding, hopefully, things with clean content. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but we let you know when we do and we let you know what when we don't, and that's sort of what we're here for, right? Yes, it's time to tell you when we clutched our pearls, so you can decide whether or not that's something you want to be clutching your pearls over. Exactly. Well, pearls have been safe for the past few weeks, haven't they? Because we haven't been here to tell people to clutch them. That's correct. But we can't say if we're or had anything to do with pearls or not, because 007. Correct. But just theoretically, you did not have to clutch your pearls listener people, not us. We may or may not have had to clutch pearls. We can either confirm nor deny the presence of pearls anywhere within our vicinity over the past few weeks. Right. Yes. We're so convincing. Very convincing. You know, I've, uh, it's, it has been a few weeks. And uh, because of that, remember how I was kind of getting a little bit better at segues? Yeah, I've totally mm-hmm. ungotten good at them because I haven't practice them over the past few weeks. So I don't really have a segue except to say that we actually do have something kind of clean to share. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We had the perfect segue about not telling. Oh, you're not allowed right, to tell. right. Okay. So let's back up a few seconds, listeners, and pretend that whole thing about segues didn't happen. So yeah, we can't tell you about what happened over the last few weeks, just like the main character of the series that we're talking about can't talk about her secret either. Oh. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we are talking about the Witches of Vegas series written by Mark Rosendorf. Book one is the Witches of Vegas and book two is Journey to New Salem. And this was the description on Amazon and I just loved it so much that I have to share it. It's an epic, young adult, paranormal, urban fantasy world of magic, witches, wizards, and vampires. I just think that's so exciting. Oh, and we should mention, we've got an interview with Mark Rosendorf coming up in the bonus episodes, also because he sent us his books for review. So if there's listeners out there who are writers, you too yes, can do this. We, do, we are selective. We won't take everything that's been recommended or that's sent to us, but it is something that we are open to. Anyway, right. the book seeks to answer the question, where can witches and their vampire mentor practice their powers without being discovered or persecuted? So, by using their magic, the witches of Vegas become the number one act performing on the Las Vegas Strip, which doesn't make the regular magicians, like the human magicians, very happy, obviously, because their show is booming and popular, and the regular magicians are sort of eh in comparison. Isis Rivera is the adopted 15-year-old daughter of the witches of Vegas, Zach Galloway is a teenage nephew and assistant to the last magician left in the city, like the last 
human magician, just, you know, pulling a rabbit out of the hat kind of magician. Although they should be rivals, when Valeria, a 400-year-old witch with a long-seated grudge against humanity, arrives in Sin City, both teens act to bring their families together to stop the evil hag in her tracks. Oh, the evil hag. <laughs> we have to have an evil hag if there's witches. I think we both agree that the premise of this book is fantastic. Absolutely. To say, like, where should real witches hide? Vegas. In plain sight. Because <laughs> anything goes in Vegas. <laughs> there probably are real witches in Vegas right now. Yes. Just because no one wrote the book about them yet doesn't mean they're not there. Exactly. No, I totally love the idea. I love when there's a... In a way, it's so simple. Yeah. Like, where would real witches be? Oh, yeah. In a place where magic is accepted. It's a very cool concept. And then, like we said, it's relatively clean. Um, Else, maybe you can actually uh, explain the ratings and give the ratings. Okay, so ratings for this are uh, our pearl clutching ratings, which if you remember, they're on a scale of zero to four, zero being fantastic and four being not fantastic. So we leveled out the violence between both books to 2.5. There's some beating up, there's fighting, because, you know, you see Valeria's coming and she's destroy everything so they have to fight her and vampireness and whatever. But um, the biggest thing is that the first book opens with a pretty not great scene where you have all these people are converging on like um, on a child. They want to like kill her and they've been like abusing her, like lock her in the basement and they'll feed her and all that kind of stuff, which is a terrible scene. But it's also there to show how Isis ended up with the Witches of Vegas. And so it doesn't, that kind of violence doesn't, it's not prevalent throughout the book. It's just there more as a setup, mm. like as a background setup. So, but it's still, that's, it's pearl clutching. So we got, you know, it ups our ratings. Language for the first book hit all the way to four because he dropped out a little bit more. It wasn't prevalent, but the words burst out like here and there. So that's why the language goes up. The second book, the language fall, fell all the way down to one. So that also kind of just shows like he wasn't trying to just like, look, we're going to shock value and throw all the words out there. You know, the first book it came out, and the first, the, the second book it wasn't so much there. Was and the romance also in the, a little bit. Yeah, um, and the romance also in the first book it was only a one, and in the third book it went up to a three. Because in the third book, the the second book, the first book is kind of like Isis and Zach are sort of like circling each other's, but they're already in the second book. It's like referring to people sleeping together. Mm. There's no details. There's no details about it, but because the reference is there for us, that's pearl pearl clutching worthy. Yes. Um. There's also, this doesn't, this doesn't affect the romance ratings, but just to inform about the romance ratings, about the romance of the book, there are, there are references to like, um, to male-male romance and, bi- and, and bisexual characters. It, none of it's in details. It doesn't take over the narrative and it doesn't become, it's just like there, um, which makes a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't, he, he does keep the romance very much on the side, you know, kind of lets the battle and that kind of, and, and you know, all the magic stuff uh, take precedence. So that's good. And then just even though we're going to, you'll all hear about this when you hear the interview, but so Mark Rosendorf, he started out, especially in his teenage years, like like practicing magic and stuff like that. Like he was very into magic. And now he's, I think he's like a social worker for like special need kids. He works in a high school. So he teaches them magic and like lets them and like uses that to help encourage them. And they make like little performances with it, which is that, which is a super cool Thing. So when he's writing about the magic and the magic tricks, he's actually showing some of the behind the scenes of the magic also. Like, you know what he's talking about? Mm. Like, he knows what he's talking about when he's like, oh, you know, Zach and his uncle are trying to figure out, you know, how do we do this trick or how do we do that trick? And like, you know, he has context for all of it. 
So there are certain things that it doesn't fully reveal, like what the trick is. Mm. But there are other things that it's just like, they were looking for the wire of this. And you're like, oh, they must use a wire in that trick, you know. So that's also part of what it is, because the witches of Vegas, because they can do real magic, they have no costs for their tricks. They don't have to buy the gadgets mm-hmm. and the wires, and they don't need the tech crew and all that sort of stuff. Right. Because they could they create their own stunts, their own magic, their own effects, and all that sort of stuff. So that's part of why also they've kind of chased everybody else away because they they could sell their tickets for like ten bucks a piece, right? You only need enough money to like to to be getting by. It's like an interesting look to like performers living in Vegas and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting where different authors come from, what they like, I'm always amazed by how much research authors must do because any given author, like one time they might write about a woman who owns a coffee shop in Nantucket and the next one will be a murder mystery that happens in Mexico. So like there's so much research that clearly has to happen, but also authors bring their own knowledge and their own background. So in this case, like he's able to write about magic, like maybe he had to do a lot of research on Las Vegas, but he already knew about magic because he's a magician. So it's interesting just to see what authors bring to their books, like what background. Yeah. It's always ideal for an author to be able to actually go to the place. Mm. And like, you know, that's a business trip now. We have to go, we have to go investigate Spain <laughs> for the business trip. So, but it is, it's true. And it's, it's one of the things that also you can spot the author who hasn't done the research, right? Mm. So it's also just a word to the wise for authors, like make sure you like really speak if you can't get there, you know, especially for, you know, because cost wise, because something shut down or whatever, like make sure you, you speak to people to tell you what the, you know, what the air smells like in that place, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, there were some things. So the book, the premise of the book is awesome. There were some things I wish we could have seen more of. Like the world building sometimes is like, there's not a lot of background, like who's a witch or why that person's a witch or, or, or all that sort of stuff. Um, he did call his second book, like Journey to New Salem, which that rings a bell to anybody salem massachusetts is where like the witch trials occurred so he does sort of reference that like oh that got rid of most of the witches in the united states and now we have to find we needed a sanctuary to protect the witches mm-hmm. you know from all the burnings and stuff so he does give that that's there and that's like a nice kind of clever tie-in um but there's a lot that's like not ex- that i wish would be explained more some of you get in the second book and maybe the third book will uh, reveal even more of it but a lot of it's just like even from the exam the uh the one line of Epic Young is all parent, like paranormal urban fantasy world of magic, which is wizards and vampires. It does seem like he's having a lot of fun just bringing like everything in that he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like a whole genre mashup of like, I'm in the mood for this. Or like his next book is going to be like a time travel book. So it is cool to, like for authors to just, you know, have fun with it. Like go for it and like see what you can do. Yeah. It makes it like unique and a little bit, it gives you like a little bit of a different kind of uh, unique sort of edge to it, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, that, that's kind of about it. I got to say about that. Cool. <laughs> Well, that's all I have to say about it as well. So I guess that means we're wrapping up the first episode back after our Yay. super secret break. Well, I mean, the break wasn't secret. We told people we were taking a break, but again, why we were taking the break was the super secret. Double seven. We have nothing else to say. Right. But it's good to be back. And we're, uh, thanks for waiting for us. Right? And uh, stick around because we're, we're, we're back. And we're here, and there's more coming. (laughs) Hooray! Hooray! So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everyone! Oh My Word podcast is brought to you by the pearl-clutching basement dwellers at Oh My Word. Follow us on Instagram for updates at Oh My Word podcast, or like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For full episode notes and detail, visit eltenabaum.com. 
Music is by Tim Burke. See you next time. <laughs>